I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the founder and CEO of Intestore, Phil Tataro, and the chief commercial officer of WeatherGuard, Joel Saxon. And this is your Newsflash. Newsflash is brought to you by our friends at Intestore. If you need actionable information about renewable projects or technologies, check out Intestore at intestore.com. Norwegian utility Statcraft has announced a 1 billion euro investment in new and existing onshore wind farms in Norway. The goal is to double Statcraft's annual wind production to 2,500 gigawatt hours. The wind investment is part of a larger 6 billion euro plan for Statcraft's operation in Norway. Phil, why does every new investment start with a B as in billion? This is a lot of money moving around in onshore wind at the moment. It is, and they want the power, and they're... They're taking it seriously, uh, and it's it's interesting because you know we talk about you know challenges in like the U.S. offshore wind market and whatever, and then you know you go over to to Norway and you got a big utility company plunking down a, a billion euro to you know double their their wind output. I mean they they obviously get it and they care, and they're you know they're moving forward. They're they're going to be. Uh, in in good stead for for a while. You know, one of the big things here too to know is that Norway runs mostly all on renewable energy already, and they're they're flush uh, as an electrified society. So I believe that a lot of this, if there's new uh, production that will be going, they're going to take advantage of some of these HVDC uh, subsea lines that are heading to mainland Europe and over to the UK to sell a lot of this power. Uh, into those other markets. So some of this is less of a let's electrify Norway. It's more of a let's take advantage of Norway's natural resources and sell it to other parts in uh, in the UK and Europe. They also have, you know, not just this desire for offtake, but they're electrifying a lot of the vehicles. Like Norway's the number one place in the world for uh, electric vehicle sales uh, as a percentage of, you know, all sales or a percentage of population. And, you know, you're right, Joel, because they can take this power and, you know, pipe it into a broader European market where, you know, different countries, I mean, it's, you know, thankfully prices have come down and this winter wasn't so bad. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're only back to 2021 levels in, in terms of prices, average prices in throughout Europe um, at this point, because we've kind of stabilized the situation now with, uh, Russia and Ukraine, but things can change. I mean, things can escalate. He who hath the power is is going to be able to to use it and to sell it. TPI Composites has expanded its supply agreements with wind turbine maker Nordex in Turkey. TPI will add two new wind blade manufacturing lines, bringing its total capacity with Nordex in Turkey to eight lines. The agreements uh, are going to run through 2026 with uh, up to three additional years. The expansion uh, builds upon a 10-year relationship between Nordex and TPI in Turkey. This is interesting because you don't really hear too much about Nordex in the United States at the moment. However, in Europe and in Turkey, Nordex has a significant presence. This, I assume, uh, really helps TPI out because they are becoming the, the blade manufacturer of choice. They are. And fun fact, Nordex is actually the number one OEM in Turkey. Uh, they beat Vestas. They they beat GE. They they're you know they even took over from Enercon, uh, who was kind of the early mover in in that market. So my understanding, by the way, is that this TPI contract will cover um, the 
N163 blades. And I believe for the 7 megawatt platform, where they're going, I think, something like 170, I want to say 172 or something like that. Um, so, you know, this it, this is going to, you know, cover the, the new and bigger turbines um, with some additional production, which I think is, is great. They're, they're deploying a lot of these bigger units throughout Turkey. And Turkey is actually serving as an export hub for um, other projects throughout Europe, uh, especially Eastern Europe, and uh, even in Africa, where you know um, Morocco was supposed to serve as a, as a manufacturing hub for um, a lot of components, even Egypt. Um, but you know Turkey is is going to uh, fill that void, so it's it's a great thing for for both companies. Interesting. It seems like the shakeups at TPI in the uh, upper management sector, when they brought in the new uh, quality control people and some, some moved a couple other things, pieces and parts around, looks like it's translated into some some more contracts, actually. So those moves that they made at the, the top level have uh, um, ensured a little bit more confidence in TPI as, a, as the manufacturer of choice with these uh, new contracts. Siemens has transferred an additional 8% stake in its subsidiary Siemens Energy to its pension asset manager, Siemens Pension Trust EV. The stake transfer reduces Siemens holdings in Siemens Energy to 17%. In June of 22, uh, Siemens Energy had cut its Siemens Energy stake from about 30% to 25% by transferring shares to the pension fund. So there seems to be a continual offloading of Siemens Energy shares from Siemens to this pension trust. Phil, what's the rationale for doing this? It takes some of the liability exposure for Siemens AG. It takes that Siemens Energy liability exposure off the the books for Siemens AG. Uh, But it's transferring it to, you know, their, their pension fund, which is kind of they're not really getting rid of it. It's still, you know, part of the the Siemens family, so to speak. It's uh, so this is kind of a financially driven um, or a financial mechanism that that's driving it. But there, I think the real reason behind this actually might stem from the agreement that was put in place with the German government. Because um, recall the fact that a few months ago. They finally got an agreement where some of the banks and the government would all kind of step in and provide, um, you know, a, a backstop, a liability backstop to, you know, Siemens Energy uh, on behalf of Siemens Gamesa. And so this could be instigated by um, by that, you know, Siemens AG might be uh, kind of compelled, if you will, to uh, reduce their um, their direct holding on on Siemens Energy um, because there there may be a need to kind of segregate this or you know again it's already been spun off but maybe further divest um, the remaining shares at, at some point in the future so um, I I think to be honest again it it may just seem like a, a you know a purely financial transaction um, but keep in mind what what's probably driving it. Is, is this agreement with the German government. 